over. Ball was the target. Brought up by Smith or Fogarty, sorry, came across the side. Little chipping ball over the top. That's a push. Up by in Sea. Way on. And that was more of a push than the last one. Curran steps around by Will Curran. The candy shop's open, ladies and gentlemen. That was Brianna Holland with the strong grab. Really stamping all authority. Gives it to Fisher who goes the barrel. What a goal this would be! We already have a contender goal of the day! Here we go. Enters the 50, looking for punting. We've got a 2 on 1 here. 2 on 1. Reed. She's a trusty left through. She shoots. She scores! Another goal! And it ignites the crowd here at OT Parker. Simon! What was the block by a point? High ball one of the Deakin University EFNL women's competition done and dusted. We're underway for season 2023 and here to discuss all the happenings from the weekend and a lot more. Hello everyone and welcome to week one of Female Footy Focus. It's John Oven with you once again, but the magnets have shifted a bit. Ryan Long listed as the virtual emergency today with 2022's host of Female Footy Focus, Josh Ward, back once again alongside me. Good evening, Josh. Good evening, Jono. Good to be alongside you. Good to be taking a back seat tonight and discussing well, what was a, a very intriguing round one, as is always the case, whether that be senior men's or, or senior women's, and looking ahead to a, a big weekend of action coming up. It's going to be a fairly compact episode We and try and downsize a bit, but also cramming in a lot of info as the case will be. And one of the things that I'm very keen to discuss is the happenings around the Victorian Football League women's competition, the Rebel VFLW comp, because as you may have seen, there was a massive article detailing every single bit of Eastern Footy Netball League talent across the Coats League, across the Men's VFL, and indeed across the Rebel VFLW. And I tell you what, if there's a story that caught your eye during the week, why don't you just let us know? There's a Q&A section on the Spotify, uh, Spotify interface. Just drop your comments. Why not? And just tell us what you thought of the competition and if there's any Eastern talent that caught your eye, one of the... Well, I mean, there's so many, but yeah. what comes to mind is, you know, Blackburn's uh, senior coach, Jess Trend. She got uh, Hawk of, of the Week on the weekend. That's just a taste of things, and she's doing well. And Blackburn did okay for their first um, outing, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Of course, later to come, the round recap. And then there's going to be an interview with a very special guest, a victorious first-time coach, well, in the case of Warren Dyche. And, of course, this weekend's preview, every division's tip and the best game to watch and why. But let's kick things off with the round recap. Beginning with Premier Division, Mount Evelyn, 5-9-39, defeated Whitehorse, 2-3-15. Now, that was a bit of a shock to the system, Wardy, for mine. I mean, I've put them as second on the ladder Maybe. predictions and... Albeit there's another team that I probably should have put higher and we'll be, di we'll be discussing them next division. Um, they start with B and in Aronia. Um, Wardy, 
You've probably seen the match day data. What do you th- yeah. think about that scoreline? I mean, gee whiz. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of an unfortunate scoreline if you you're white horse, but still plenty of positives for the pioneers in their first ga- first game back in the well amalgamated uh, Premier Division. Of course, Premier A and, and Premier B. Last year they they got off to a fast start. They it, it, it led by twelve points or two goals a, a quarter time before they let the Devils back, and clearly they fought hard defensively because the Devil, uh, I beg your pardon, Mount Evelyn kicked one goal six in the second quarter, but just sort of fell off the wagon in in the second half, only kicking the two points and then conceding the four goals. But George Fisher, of course, amongst the goals, what a superstar she is. She is very much a superstar. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And Vermont 5-3-23, rather, defeated by the Eastern Devils, 11-9-75. Gee, those Devils, they picked up where they left off in the Premier A Grand Final, didn't they? Ash yeah, also they... up three goals. We love to see it. Come on, Ash. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> thought I might just let that one out. And if oh, I know how much. That, then there you go. But, uh, well... There you go, eh? The Devs, they... Oh, gee, they're brilliant. And this weekend is pretty huge for them. I'll tell you what. Sarah McNamara's 200th next week. This weekend, rather, against uh, the runners-up, South Croydon. Now, they played well uh, against uh, the SBL Wolves Black in the uh, match of the round, the second match of the round. The final score from that one, 13-8-86, defeating South Belgrave Listerfield 4-2-26. The goal kickers from that one, Taylor Black and Ella Bibby with four. The surprise packet from Ballarat, Katie Prendergast, if you don't mind, kicked three. Brenda Lay and also Stevenson Fuss with the sig- singles for South Croydon for the uh, SBL Wolves, the uh, goal kickers, Ruby South and Olivia Flanagan. And then Fraser and Wolf round up the goal kickers there. Wardy, you were there at Cheong Park uh, yeah, on Tuesday morning. You weren't on the call. You were I was running around like a headless chook for the for the pre-game for the men's match of the round. But I did catch a glimpse. It, you know, mainly that first quarter, I noticed that that SBL Wolves. I felt like they had a bit more of the a bit more of the attack. South Croydon rebounded well, but it was SB, in SBL Wolves attacking half down to the the Eastfield Road, and I felt like they didn't take advantage. And whereas South Croydon clearly in that second quarter they did, and then they just piled on the goals in the second half it's it's a good victory i'm surprised just given i had a little bit of hope for sbl wolves this year you know they brought back olivia flanagan again there was plenty of talent already there that they were coming off their first year in premier division in, in premier a nonetheless as well and i had a little bit of hope they take it up to a South Korean side, which is a completely different outfit from their grand final, the side that took place on grand final day out at, out at HE Parker against the Devils. But, well, clearly, Simon Hammersley is a master coach, given, you know, he probably wouldn't, wouldn't have... <laughs> he wouldn't have had too much time to, to get 
a bit of a connection between the new the new girls and and the the staying the girls that st- stuck around and this is yeah a good start to the season and they need that momentum heading into a big clash this weekend Looking at South Belgrave, Listerfield for a moment. I mean, Bailey Withers as captain, very mm-hmm. impressive. Great start. She was everywhere around the field. And uh, she's got a big year ahead of her, um, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, I just, I mean, going back to South Croydon, so many impressive impressive players now i got a i got a really good look at taylor black for the first time I've, i felt like in the grand final last year i was keeping an eye on a few players that i was looking for and look taylor black this time around far out south Croydon, <laughs> it was as good as it got um for them this year and they start off with an absolute bang another one as i said ella bibby the Ballarat product, fantastic. And yeah. a fitting finish, having the last kick of the game, which was a six-pointer. I mean, there's <laughs> you can't get any better than that in terms of a finish to a game, Wardy. Like, wow. Well, yeah, you couldn't have asked for a better for a better finish as well. If you if yeah, if you're Ella Bibby, per, a perfect debut as well with the four goals and in the best as well. But yeah, Taylor Black as well, just what a remarkable player she is. She's the, the she's the Premier Division best and fairest winner for a reason and her class was was just on show. She's set for an equally big season as well for South Croydon and needs a big game against Decent Devils if they are to get up. Let's not discount, um, yeah, Katie Prendergast and uh, and Brooke Smith. I mean, you know, two great players for the Dogs. They were just fantastic Mm. top two and the best players. And, I mean, you know, looking from a data perspective, of course they were, but looking from an... (laughs) A game perspective, just magnificent. I mean, especially Prendergast for, uh, was it three goals uh, for her? And yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. So much so good things to say about um, that game. But there's one more match of the round to talk about. Um, before we just get on to that, unfortunately, um, there is a buy introduced in the Premier mm. competition with uh, Donvale having the buy on this occasion. Unfortunately, uh, the premier yeah. from last year in Division One, Roville, uh, couldn't field a team, so yeah. we wish them all the best. Hopefully, they'll be back next year, Wardy. Yeah, it's unfortunate because they had such a terrific year last year. You know, the uh, only they won in the in the regular season. Only lost the one ga- game, and we were out at that game as well. And it was just one point they lost by, and it, it's unfortunate they they lost by players from the looks of things, and uh, I. I I just hate to see them not around and not competing in Premier Division, doing what their men's side are doing. Because I had hope, given the players that they had, they they would be competitive. But it's unfortunate to see, and unfortunate for Reese Thomas as well, who who had come across, and you know he would have been excited about the proposition of coaching a, a Premier Division side. But yeah, we wish them all the best, and I've got no doubt they'll be back. They'll be back sometime soon. Yeah, a few uh, Roville players have made their way to um, the Eastern Devils. One of them that comes to mind is uh, is Notman, and there's a whole handful of others as well uh, that played on the weekend. Let's move over to Division 1 now. The Basin Red, 8-9-57, defeated North Ringwood, 5-3-33. So a fair start for the Bears under uh, Julia Baker and the... the, uh, 
And the company, Knox, 4529, defeated by Park Orchards, 8856. Oh, gee whiz, Wardy, how good's that for the Sharks? They're, they're doing pretty well to start off the year. Couldn't have scripted a better start for the sh- for the Sharks. For Knox, you take a bit out of it, but for Park Orchards, playing out at, ho- out at home, I think it was a late change. Uh, they were that was originally scheduled for Knox Gardens, but they, it was a, but they played it out at at Park Orchard. Park Orchards, the Shark Tank, I'm calling it Dominique Reserve, and well, just look at that second half as well, kicking the kicking the five goals and conceding just the two. They're they're going to be a tough side to beat again. I'm I, I genuinely think they'll be right up there once again, and I I also think they could be a premier well. They're the team to beat in Division One. You could argue mm. the Basin are one of the teams we'll touch on soon, aka Baronia. But I think, yeah, it, it's a good it's a good start if you, if if you park orchards. Yeah, good to see uh, that there's Boel and Izzy Pollock in the goal scorers. Of course, the, the goats. Sharks. The goat, Izzy Pollock, the goat. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll get to see them later on in the season. Mm. Next up, Ringwood. 6-7-43, defeated Churnside Park, 5-5-35. But the match of the round, the first one to kick off the year, it was out at Tormore Reserve. Baronia <laughs> Brown defeated Beaconsfield. The score, 14-14-98 to 4-3-27. Gee whiz, Baronia. How good. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, I, I felt like they really didn't deserve to be playing Division one foot, Division one footy. Neither the the basin nor the nor the hawks. They they showed signs late late in twenty twenty two, late in twenty twenty two that they deserve to to belong in in Premier in the new Premier Division. But yeah, this is the perfect start for the for the hawks. Multiple goal kickers scoring close to a hundred against the side that that finished fourth in the season. I think, yeah, I I knew they would do. I knew they would do well this year. I knew they would be be part of that three horse race for the premiership but well just based on this victory i i genuinely think they're they're gonna be they have the potential to be the team to be and i believe from from what i heard from uh, our dear leader ryan long yesterday yesterday he said there was one player that that made her debut uh coming across from from ballarat that or, or some somewhere around that area that made an impact as well. Jono, you you were obviously out there. Can you do you know of this player? Because I because I heard good things about her. I believe it might be Delta Greenolds. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think yes. that's that's the one. Delta, wow, we she was unbelievable, and probably the prize recruit for the Hawks. There's no doubt about it. I mean, every player listed in the best um, by coach Scott Nicholas. Well, you know, they all did well, but Green Alge was there absolutely everywhere. And you could see as soon as she entered the contest, she was going to do something special. And she never failed to amaze. Just absolutely fantastic. Paige Dean also um, first up um, game for Barona. She's been to a few Eastern clubs and she's she's found a home now at... Uh, at the Hawks, she was she was impressive with two goals. Um, there was also uh, there was also Rhiannon Crompton. She had uh, the most majors out of the Hawks, and Davidson and Slater 
with uh, two as well as Dean, and then there's McCage, Phillips, and Chin all with singles. Um, and uh, the goal scorers for Beaconsfield, Robinson, Wilkinson with uh, singles, and Hodgnacki with two. Now, I, I, I'll tell you what, they had, going over to Beaconsfield, they definitely had some impressive players out there. Um, any that stood, any start, that stood out, yeah, any that stood out to you? Because I, I haven't caught up on the rape of the replay of that match, but any that that stood out to you, JB, as to who could be a can who were one of the better Beaconsfield players on what was yeah a bit of a rough day for them. Yeah, so there's no doubt that the usual uh, suspects from last year, are, you know, Blackburn, LaRocca, those those types of, um, you know, operators. Bianca Marigliani comes to mind. Um, yeah, Cassie Martin was really impressive all around the ground. I mean, this is, look, it's a tough start, but there's yeah. still a lot to be proud of. I was talking about it with Trent Callan just in post game, and he sort of felt the same way. And I think there's no doubt that they'd be feeling the same way um, at the Eagles. And it's a yeah. it's a big week next week for them. Now, you're probably wondering, after listening in the intro, what was the big talking point for Baronia in terms of ladder predictions? And that is, well, I was talking with our media manager, and he reckons I probably should have put Baronia higher, and that's fair <laughs> enough too. Yeah, I, I, I'd put them, I think, third out of themselves, Park Orchards and the Basin. So I rate them highly, but maybe not high enough. Maybe maybe not. We'll see, though. But it's really tough. It's really tough yeah. to move around the, um, you know, to, to move the teams around and to find that key combination. It's just, who do you well, drop? It's really well, hard. It's really hard, but JV, JV, just a reminder for for all our listeners out there, we never get our ladder predictors right. So correct, just so just another prediction we we might potentially get wrong, but it's still still early in the se- season. But I think yeah, this is a this is a big statement first up from from Baronia, and I think they could potentially challenge, really challenge and even defeat the Basin and Park Orchards. Moving over to Division 2, Wardy, one of your favourite teams, Surrey Park, 8 7 55, defeated East Burwood 4 2 26. Did you see a bit of the game? Uh, I couldn't, unfortunately. Oh, I was taking the the long trek up to. Oh, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say, but uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was keep, obviously keeping a, a close eye on the scores, given the the given how given how passionate I am about the the Panthers. I'll just put it at that. Put it at that. But yeah, I I knew they. I was expecting that they would get up and, you know, they got off to a fast start, the kicking three goals and not conceding a single point against a really talented East Burwood outfit. But, you know, they, they were able to hold on. East Burwood, they, they came charging in that third quarter, kicking kicking three goals and, you know, sorry, I only kicked the one, but they, they managed to hold on. I was I was a little concerned just because I saw East Burwood on, on grand final day and what they were able to do and how quickly how quickly they could score and you know it it was it, it, I was worried that they could potentially run over the top three goals at three quarter time is still a big margin but they held on their defense held firm which has been their strongest point strongest point for well last year and looks set to be their strongest point this year 
Oopsie daisy there. Um, uh, uh, and you know, just looking at their best, Jessica Scrinias. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I'll probably be corrected on uh, when I'm next down down there. She best on ground. She's um, I reckon she's an exciting recruit for for Surrey coming across from Mazenod. Catherine Newman as well coming across from Mazenod, named in the best. Michaela Glare, a former Blackburn Blackburn junior, in the best in her first game and kicking a goal as well. Emily Cumming, just business as usual for her. Kalani Kearns with the three goals and the captain, Hannah Barn. You know, East Bird, some good performances. The Rollins girls, Hannah, she's, oh, I reckon she could be set for a big season. Cecilia Baldessaro, two goals, probably from, I reckon, only four or five touches. She can have that much of an impact, JB. But, you know, if you're East Bird, you, you wouldn't be too disappointed that the, no. you know you wouldn't be too disappointed it's your first game in division two against the, the side that really challenged east springwood and 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 knox last year obviously knox was the team to be but east springwood was right up there i felt last year but yeah this is this is still plenty of positives especially that third quarter the, the premiership quarter they call, call it given they given they were able to win that so plenty to take out of but it doesn't get easy, any easier against the next side we'll mention who well the next side indeed well they're up there ace wingwood i tell you 21 21 147 defeat <laughs> croydon north mlock 3 1 19 bonkers Absolutely bonkers. The Thompsons with nine combined between them. Unbelievable. <laughs> the usual suspect, one of the best players as well for East Ringwood. Nicola Davidson with three. Hudson with two. Taylor Mount. Coronaldi, Gebel Lamb, Gallagher, Gianetti, and Cornell always sing- singles. That's as huge a scorecard as you'll ever see, Josh Ward. No, yeah. That's an understatement. That that gosh. That that's 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 genuine. I, I don't know how to sugarcoat this, but it's it's. When I first saw that score, I just thought, "What the actual heck?" I I I couldn't believe what, what my eyes were seeing. It it I I just it, I wouldn't have thought they'd. I I would have thought East Wing would would win, mm. but. Not by by this bigger margin, no, 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 not even close. This is just, this is just remarkable. Thirteen goals in the first half and conceded not a single point. That's just, it's a statement. That's as big a statement as you can get if you're if you're a stringwood. It's the perfect start against the Kangaroos. So obviously, without April Jays and and Gabriel Zapier for the year, but Mm. but. There's still plenty of talent there, but to just to just win by, to win by this margin, it's it's something else. And a shout out to Natasha Belo, who didn't kick a goal, but in her return, I I, I have a feeling she's a defender because she she was named she was named best on ground on her return to the side. It took a a couple of years off. The Thompson girls just just business as per usual for them. For for Haley, she. She found form late in the season and continued on that. Meg Thompson, Meg, of course, who we had, who we had on for the for the big preview. She just, she's an absolute. As I said in that preview, she's an absolute superstar of the division and just goes about her business. Nicola Davidson can't say much else about her, but yeah, this is this is seriously impressive from the Roos. 
Montrose 11 8, 74 defeated Heathmont one behind. That's disappointing. The Tros have a oh. percentage of 7,400. <sighs> if you don't mind. That is no. nuts. Absolutely no. nuts. Now, there was a no. big percentage. If you, if you looked at the ladder um, in Division 3 and 4. <laughs> oh, come on. Gold with a percentage of 1 million, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's not quite up there, but nevertheless, we'll, we'll, um, we'll give credit to the Demons. 7,400-7400, if you don't mind. And that's a highlight for the, the Ds. They'll be up and about. I know that uh, our man, Blake Tennant, certainly... Uh, Oh. And, uh, Blake Tennant well, up and about. That's that's, that's an understatement. That's, that's all, the understatement of the century that's right what we'll there. Say about Blake. <laughs> Moving right on, Waverly Hills. <laughs> 10-10-70, defeated Blackburn 4-8-32. Not a bad first outing for Jess Trends Blackburn. The Waverly mm. Blues, though, coming back to the EFNL competition and getting uh, the chocolates with 10-10-70, the goal kickers. Morley, 3, Hall, 2, Flood, Nagel, Di Gregorio. Russell and Demicoli with the singles there for the burners. It was Veach, Kimpton, Taylor, and Harvey. So, well, in terms of the best on ground, we're not entirely sure for the burners, but uh, starring Gunn, Hall, Morley, and Bishop. So, a great start for um, the Blues. And as we touched on in the big preview, Wardy, the Blues men, they're a great side. They've got a great culture. And I think the uh, women are looking to emulate that. Yeah, I think so too. This is a perfect start on, on return. And again, I expect them to be right up there this year in Division 2, given who they were able to, to bring across this season. And one positive as well, their, their big name signing, Felicity Nelligan, wasn't even named in the best. And we obviously don't have the vision, but clearly she didn't have too much of an impact, which is one positive, positive because if she can have an impact, then it's something else. But for the burners, you, you take a bit, out of it you know you were able to keep up with the Waverly Blues for a half only down by one goal at half time but just blown out of the water in in the second half so there's some positives for for dress trend and just looking at the goal kickers as well Al Kempton I'm used to seeing that in in Sylvan's lineup from last year of course of course Lee Kempton kicking the the 100 goals in the in fourth division last year but that's a whole nother story but Indeed. yeah if you're the burners there's still there's still positives out of that game, but couldn't have scripted a better start for, for the Waverly boys. And the fourth quarter as well, it was really the third quarter where the margin was blown out of proportion. Five go- five goals to just the one, and that really won the, the game for the Blues. But yeah, for, for Blackburn, this is a, a promising start. A, Promising start, but yeah, they just need to string together four quarters if they're to, you know, yeah, be be up there this year. And no better opportunity than this weekend, I reckon, for them. So, concluding the uh, division three and four, concluding with the division three and four grading games results. The Basin Red 11-12-78 defeated Fair Park 3-2-20. Baronia Gold 1-5-11 defeated one Turner South nil. Now if you're wondering how the percentage works it's points for and uh, divided by against times 100 to get the percentage. If you times 11 by so if you uh, divide 11 by the, 0 divide 11 by 0 you don't get a number. So yeah. 
Coldstream 2-3-15, defeated by Kilsyth 11-11-77. The football commentator's dream scoreline, I have to say, Wardy. Um, just rolls off the tongue. Perfect. Vermont Gold, yeah. the reigning premiers in Division 4, defeated by the runners-up. Eastern Devils 6-6-42, they scored... Mitchum, 2-2-14, defeated by Nunawadding, 3-7-25. And almost finishing off, South Croydon Red on the Saturday, defeated by SBL Wolves Till, 5-5-35. Warrandyte, the big talking point from Division 3 and 4, 5-9-39, defeated Moralbark, 3-0-18. Hey, we've got a special guest, and that man is the coach. Of Warren Dyke, and after their first win, we decided to catch up with him, Tom Woodward. Let's have a listen to that chat. Tom Woodward, thanks for joining us on Female Footy Focus. Thanks to Deakin University. And no worries, mate. No worries at all. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so you've got off to the best possible start in the debut season. Firstly, how did it feel when the siren went last weekend? Um, felt a bit of a sense of relief. Um, felt that. Everything we've been putting all the work into really come to fruition. Um, so, yeah, just joy and just pure excitement for what lies ahead as well. Like, we uh, we stuck to our setups and we stuck to our game and it really worked for us well. So, with that, tell us the process behind Warrandyte forming its first women's team. Yeah, what was pre season like? Pre season got to a bit of a slow start. Um, really, really start training until after Christmas. So, it was a bit of, bit of a slow start, but once once we kicked it into gear, everything sort of started clicking. Everyone everyone started showing up week after week and willing to work hard and really try and make something of it. And I think with that, sort of made the team gel together that bit better and that's probably been one of our driving factors this year is just getting the team to gel and getting everyone to be able to play with each other and enjoy their footy together. Let's go back to last weekend. How did the game go for you in terms of process, as you say, and in terms of on-field personnel? Who were the standouts on game day? There was, there was a number of people. It was mainly a really good team effort, but if I had to pick out a few um, off our half-back, Alice Garwally, she gave us a, uh, a hell of a lot of run and carry off the back line and then when she was rotating in the middle, was always in and under the footy and just like muscling it forward. And then obviously it helps when you've uh, you've got our tall full forward in um, Grace, who boots the first two goals of the game for you and got sticky hands and just clunking everything. So that uh, that makes life obviously a bit easier. But um, yeah, pretty much everyone everyone stood up on the day. There's there's a real team effort really looking at um the team uh, of warrandite for a second last year was a great season for the men's how much did you draw on that um experience and how much does the club culture come into the operations of the women's team yeah the club culture comes into a fair bit but it's not just the club culture it's like it's the community culture down at warrandite the footy club's part of the heart and soul of the community down there so we really draw on that and it's not just our team, it's it's everyone's team. You know, the community and the club themselves get right behind us. 
So we are we do what we can on the field to sort of give that back and give them a bit of enjoyment and, and celebrate with us and stuff like that. Um, obviously, with with the scene, you guys, they've been great. They've kept them coming out of training um, and whatnot and been a real presence around the team as well. Um, yeah, it's just been the whole culture has really been driven off the back of just that community aspect of the Warrandyte Footy Club, really. Footy teams are made up of very unique characters and they come from different sporting backgrounds. Is that the build-up of your um, team? You've got players coming from different sort of sporting backgrounds. Maybe they haven't played footy for the first time or they've been uh, playing footy for ages. Describe the build-up of your team yeah, with respect to you know different sports that they might have played. Well, yeah, there's a good mix of those who have played juniors with Warrandyte, like for the women's as well, but there's also a great mix of those who've never played footy before, like we've got a couple who've played netball, a couple who've played soccer, and you can see that they've just taken to it like a duck to water. Um, you can see just like their hand-eye coordination is still at a level that's fairly acceptable for for the level of footy we're playing and higher. Um, it's, yeah, it's just it actually it surprised me a bit for those who hadn't played footy before how good they actually are when they sort of get it going and get their uh, get their hands on the footy. They don't really. It's not like they just try and chuck it away, or and they sort of know what they're trying to do, mm. and and it's actually and they've done it with effectiveness, really. Looking at the next couple of weeks in the the grading process, it is a little bit uncertain. But I guess as you build the team as the season goes on, what are you looking to get out of the next couple of weeks before it's a little bit more certain with the divisional structure? I'd, I'd say for us, the next couple of weeks is going to be a bit of a bit of a cider, a bit of a test, just to see how we stack up against a few of the other teams in the comp. Um, obviously, we've got the Basin next week, and they seem like a fairly capable team. I believe they've got two teams in the league, so there's obviously a few there that have been playing footy for a while. So I'm not taking anything lightly at all, but at the same time, we're just going to stick to what we know and stick to our process, and, and that should hopefully get us to where we need to be, really. We're not, we're not interested in worrying about what other teams are doing and what we need to stop them. As long as we stick to what we're doing, we'll be fine. Fantastic. Tom, it's been... Great chatting to you. Uh, thanks for your time tonight and uh, all the best for the rest of the year. No, thanks, mate. Thanks for speaking to us. Big thanks to Tom Woodward there. It was great to chat with him. Oh, of course. It's a great achievement for a club who's, you know, just gotten a women's side up off the ground like, like Warren died. And to be able to, to win their first game it, it, with, a, with a senior women's side, it's a, it's a really impressive effort. And, I felt like Moorbark this year as well, they'd be up there. They they brought in a bit of talent, although their their team list isn't up on game day, but they brought in a little bit of ta- talent and on off the field and, and off the field. But Wyandite, it's you couldn't have asked for a better start. Three goals to, to, to nothing in the in the first half and they were able to hold on. So I'm glad they got I'm glad they got up. I'm glad one of the new kids on the block got up in their their first ga- game obviously Waverly Blues are new but they're returning to the to the league but I'm glad one of the sides got got up and yeah it's a good thing for Wyandotte who obviously have their men's side that that's 
having struggles to start the season. Let's just let's just put it at that. But they they're really talented. They still so had a ripper season last year, and yeah. You know, um, as I said, I would draw, draw on. Um, so, um, as I said, I draw on the success of the men's side with Tom, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a great place to be by the looks of things, Warren Dice. Um, a key talking point for me, I'm looking at uh, the Devils twos for a moment. They've got a lot of great imports, um, and look. In the off season, it was considered to be that the Debs were relatively new look across the board, but they've they've got a lot of great new talent, and there's a lot of senior opportunities, as Jason Cridland, the senior coach, has alluded to. But um, a lot of players, the usual suspects, had uh, had good games. Holly Johnson back from an ACL injury, I believe. Um, Mel Murray kicking the two goals as well. Indeed. So she's very good in front of goals. That progression to, you know, trying to find them to absolutely hitting them every single time without fail. It's great. The premiership star, Taylor O'Hagan, also kicked two. And then Richards and Nichols, two new players for the Devs. It's great to see, isn't it? I mean, this this new Devs output, and I think maybe one or two uh, players doubling up for the seniors. It's a great start for, for them, and wherever they are, I think they'll make a run of it. They definitely will. I think I think they should be playing Division 3 alongside Vermont Gold, who I thought they'd be good given they would have gone players coming down with, with senior, exper- senior experience, whether that be at a different club or with Vermont. But, you know, this is, this is a positive for the devs, They're, you know, getting a new side. And I think he can, they can reach those new heights this year, go one step for one step further, the Devils. And this is the, the perfect start to potentially going all the way. So you talk about the Eastern Devils and Vermont potentially playing in Div 3. And so the question I then have for you, Wardy, is will we see a more diverse competition across both competitions or, or is it going to be more of the same? Will we find I, out in two I, weeks, or do we think? Um, <laughs> that I'm not, not too sure. I, I wish Ryan was on now because then we could put the throw the question to him. But I would love to see a, a bit more of a diverse third division. I, I think they did. Obviously, third division was the lowest division two years ago, and mm. they sort of had they sort of had that diverse division that year you know the the reserves three reserve sides and then a couple of new new sides or in fact the four reserve sides and then a couple of the new sides but i would love to i would love to say that i i think it could potentially happen but um yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they do go back to um yeah just the way did, the way it did last year but i think I think I think yeah they should be going they should be going with a more diver- diverse bringing in sides like you know your Vermont Gold, your Eastern Devils, your Eastern Devils Black Blacks, and mixing them up with someone like a, a Mitchum or a Coldstream who obviously didn't get off to the best start, but I think they'll be right up. They'll still both be right up there, and your Kill sites as well, and I'll then getting honest, other sides. 
I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind going down to uh, the MCG of the East to see uh, Mitchum oh. and the Eastern Devils. A very nice oh. ground that is. And uh, oh, that, I wouldn't I'm mind that for, personally. Oh, I'd love that too. It's it's one of the best grounds, if not the best ground in the AFNL. And oh, I would love to, just love to see Mitchum in general. And of course, they've got a big not game on on Friday night. On Friday night, actually, coming up this week, which all I think. Why don't we touch on that? Well, pretty shortly. But why don't we get stuck into looking ahead to this weekend? Absolutely. Let's do that we'll get started in the uh premier division for the deakin university women's competition we start with mount evelyn and don vale playing their first game of course the vales now last week of course it was mount evelyn getting up are they going to go Again, do you reckon, Mount Everyone? Oh, I think so. But Donval, I felt like Whitehorse finished as minor premiers in Premier B. But I think Donval, they brought in some good players. And mm. I honestly think they're a little bit better than than Whitehorse. Whitehorse is still going to be up there. And I think that experience will hold them a good step. But I think... The Vales are just a little bit better. They'll be fresh. Mount Evelyn will probably be maybe a bit tight, and it's an early start out there at Mount Evelyn, 9.30. But I think the Vales could potentially cause an upset, but I'd be surprised if they get up. So I'm still backing the I'm still backing the Rovers, I believe is their nickname. And they were the only side to defeat the Devils last year. And I think even though they're from reports they've changed I think they're still going to be yep yeah, right up there this year and I think yeah they, they should get the victory here but I won't be surprised if Donvale do get up Whitehorse Pioneers and SBL Wolves Black considering the score lines from both teams I think this one's going to be a very 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 close contest I reckon Whitehorse by a whisker yeah I I mean I wonder if they'll have their flag unfurling as well. I think they sh- they will, just given it's a home game. And obviously, they won the Premier B flag. And that, from what I've learned recently, that always gets sides up and about. And I think they'll be up and about the pioneers. That'll just hold them in good stead. But again, I won't be surprised if SBL Wolves get up. It's it's still a very even division, I feel, mm. with some sides. But I but I think yeah, the Pioneers will will get up. It will get up here under under the lights of of the D of Springfield Park out there out there. There's another game under lights, and another uh, Premiership flag unfurling. Perhaps the Eastern Devils up against South Croydon. The two grand finalists under lights at Mulgrave Reserve. It's a massive, massive day oh. for the two tenant clubs that play football at Garnet Road. There's plenty of action. So there's a, a couple of uh, men's games. Action starts very early at Mulgrave. Why not get down? Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, why not get down to... I I, I presume they, they call it the, the, lion, the lion's den, den out there. I'm not well, too mate, sure. But... In the afternoon... It's the Devil's Playground, and that's exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. Yeah, it starts when... off 
it, it starts off at sorry, sorry, JV, but it starts off yeah at around ten thirty with Mulgrave taking on the the th- three Waverley Blues sides. Then it finishes off with the Devils taking on both South Croydon outfits. So if you're around the Mulgrave area, area and want to watch some some local footy, get on down to to Mulgrave Reserve. Check out the the new facilities. I haven't been down there. You have, but they I look like indeed. really. They look like really, really elite, elite facilities down there, and the lights look really good as well. And I, I can't wait to to see how to see how they look look and indeed, Woody, and to quote uh, a certain uh, individual who we don't know the name of, they will put the lights on. Uh, uh, and that is going to be absolutely fantastic. I mean, the other thing yeah. too is. You've got Sarah Mac's stalwart. 200th. Exactly. Sarah McNamara's 200th. Oh, uh, there isn't many people like her in the football world. And I'll tell you what, if you want to listen to the rest of our chat, it's up on Spotify as of now. Uh, we had to cut it briefly in last week's big preview. But if you want to listen to the whole thing, it's got a whole lot more information, which you'd definitely love to hear from one of the greats of the devs. In fact, one of the greats of the women's game. Not many pe- not many yeah. women do pass uh, 200. As a matter of fact, there's a 300th nah. milestone about to be celebrated down at Devil Land. Brooke Fox will celebrate oh. her 300th uh, in the, the not-too-distant future. That's going to be an even more special day, but no doubt... Yeah. They get to celebrate a premiership captain and everything she's done for the club, Josh Ward. Yeah, it's exciting. And that that alone will just get them up and about. They don't need to get up and about just given what they've been able to do the last couple of years. And it's why I'm back in the Devils to to win convincingly once more. It's it's hard not to tip against them. If you tip against them, you're a fool. You're a fool. I I say it's impossible not to go against them. Devs for the devs for the win. I'll go with a margin as well. All Fifty right. points. Fifty points. 50 I reckon. Points. I know that's that's unfair on South Coin and I'm how talented they are. I'll be very conservative, mate. I reckon maybe fifteen at the most. So it sounds <laughs> like fifty, but it's definitely fifteen. Let's yeah. move on to the first division. We'll start with Beaconsfield versus the Basin Red out at Batterham Reserve. So Beaconsfield home, home game team. at the Basin's home. <laughs> yes. Um, who do you reckon wins that? Basin for me, clearly. Basin for me too. They're, I honestly get, think they're a better side than than Baronia. I predicted them to finish higher than, than Baronia. And I think, yeah, out of Batherham, no matter which side you play, no matter it be the men's or the women's, it's always a hard time playing out of Batherham. I think it's at the back oval as well, which is even tinier than the than the than the main oval. So that I don't think Beaconsfield will enjoy the congested spaces of Batherham compared to where they're training and where they play their home games in home parks. So, yeah, the Basin should win comfortably here. Churnside Park and Baronia Brown at Kimberley Reserve mm-hmm. at midday. Baronia for me, easy. Yeah, Baronia for me too. I think they should win convinc- convincingly. And, yeah, Churnside... It'll be a rough start to the season. I was expecting them to, to still be up there, but yeah, I don't think there'll be any match for Baronia. Ringwood and Park Orchards out at Jubilee Park. Now that place is absolutely fantastic. And last oh, time yes. I saw a bit of footy action, I have to say this, 
I was seeing the uh, Ringwood Cricket Club girls kick around Sharon and probably the best <laughs> on ground was Bess Heath. Now, she's English and she was belting the footy 40 metres. Ringwood, Ringwood, get her down. Get her down and get her playing footy. <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. There's an um, No, it might work. But look, Park Orchard's for me again. Yeah, Park Orchard should get the victory, although Ringwood, they will be up and bit about. They'll be buoyed given they, they got the victory first up. Keep an eye out for Grace Ward as well, I reckon. She looks set to potentially fill the void that Georgia Fairbairn leaves. But, yeah, Park Orchards, they're, yeah, again, they're just going to go about business, get bank, the, bank the win, and I think they should win comfortably. And, of course, we finish off with the match of the round, the third oh, yes. season 2023. We're just raking them in at the moment. North Ringwood and Knox out at Quamby Reserve. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be out, I'll be out there calling calling the match. It'll be good. It'll be good getting back on a on a women's match of the round out there at Quamby. You know, obviously we have Yeah. <laughs> I've called out I've called out obviously the three grand finals and the, the division three preliminary final last year as well. So I'm a bit used to it, but it, it, it'll be good being back out there. Hopefully a big a big crowd out there at Quamby. Of course it's Set with the the men's side as well, which the the men's side, all three, the 19s, the reserves, and seniors, taking on Mitcham. So, again, if you're around the 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 North Ringwood area, get on down to Quamby, watch watch some men's and women's footy. But if you're not watch, but if you're not around for the women's or for the 19s game beforehand, tune in on the EFNL's Facebook and YouTube page for the Deakin Uni women's match of the round between the Saints. And the Falcons, I'm going to save my tip for the day. It's and it is a genuinely hard t- game to tip. This one, I think these two sides, they're going to be the two challengers for that fourth spot. Spot this year, I reckon. No, I I rate Knox very highly coming up from second division. They're, they're young. They're they're up and coming in a, a seriously talented outfit. But I, I think North Ringwood as well. They're all equally young, a bit of change, but there's still plenty of talent there. And I'm looking forward to it. But I'll save my tip for the day. Jono, do you have a tip now? I'll go the Falks, I reckon, just for the moment. I reckon they've yeah, they'll 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 register a win for sure. Let's mm-hmm. go on to division two then. And we start with Blackburn and Heathmont. I've got a big call for you, Wardy. You ready? Blackburn yes. get their first win. No, I don't think that's a big call. I reckon Heathmont, oh, I'm not expecting big things from them. I, I think I'd put, put them as my wooden spoon. These are my two wooden spoon candidates. And I think, I think the Burners... Again, they'll take a lot out of their game. Heathmont, their performance against a side that was, well, a Montrose side that's clearly going to improve. I, I, I think it's still disappointing though for the Jets, and I think the Burners should get up. It should get up here, so and they'll be happy about the fact they're not playing on the main oval at Morn Park. They're playing on the 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 West Oval. But they're still playing at home, and they'll enjoy that. And I think they'll get a they'll get a victory and break their dark. I'm not too sure how long their their losing streak has been. I think I think I think they lost. I think it's been 13 losses in a row. Maybe I'm not too sure, but they've had a lot of losses in a row. And I think yeah, they'll um, I I think they'll break that this weekend. 
East Burwood and East Ringwood, the two oh. East sides. Easton's oh. everywhere. Oh. Um, and look, I reckon East Ringwood easy, surely. An old rivalry reignited in the women's competition. Oh, these two. But obviously, they haven't played each other in the women's competition. But back in the, but back, obviously, this was... You know, for two decades ago, two decades, many decades ago, the the men's side always fought. It, it, it always had fierce duels between these two. It's it's a it's a great rivalry. It, it's one of the greatest rivalries in the men's competition. And of course, there was that that grand final twenty one years ago where East Stringwood came from behind and were able to knock off Eastbourne to, to win their first premiership and was their last premiership for, for 20 years in the men's competition. But it's exciting to see it come into the, the women's competition as well, the, the Eastbourne, the East Ringwood rivalry. It's exciting to see it back as well after it wasn't around for, for many years. It hasn't been around for many years in in the men's competition given the struggles that Eastbourne have gone through and East Ringwood, well, they're still up there, but they had their struggles and but now they're back in Premier Division. I'm excited about this matchup. You can tell how excited I am, but I think East Ringwood too. Out at Eastbourne, they'll, they'll want to make a statement. As well, as well against the the reigning premiers from Division Three, I think they'll win comfortably. Croydon North, Emlock, and the Waverley Blues at Hughes Park. Waverley Blues again for me, Wardy. What do you reckon? Yeah, me too. Croydon North, Emlock, the Kangaroos will be looking to bounce back again. A, a big day out there as well. So I think so. Yeah, they've got their men's side taken on Forest Hill, so they'll look to impress in front of the 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 men's. And but I think yeah, the Waverley Blues there's there's too much talent there and too much firepower. I think they'll get over the line. But I'm I'm hoping for a little bit more of a competitive performance from the Kangaroos. And now perhaps the moment that you and I have both been waiting for, Josh. Oh, Ward. yes. Oh, yes. The, the Ward final game Cup. of round two. The Montrose Ward Tenant Cup. The Surrey Cup. Park. The Ward the, Tenant Cup, as you say. The the unofficial Ward Tenant Cup, by the well, way. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> the media. Oh, we, we need to figure out who... who just Whoever cup names wins. for every single game. Yeah, why not? We could probably do that. In the too. Um, but you know who I'm going to back. I think Montrose. You know you they played them Montrose. in a practice match. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not backing. Oh, if I backed Montrose, I, I, I would force Blake into backing Surrey Park. But um, um, I think yeah, Montrose. They played them in a practice match, and from the looks of things, they they kept up with them. For, for a quarter. I was there just for a quarter. And again, it's only practice matches, so you can't take too much out of it. But clearly last week, Montreux showed they're going to improve this year. And I think they will definitely put up a fight against Surrey Park out at uh, Montreux Recreation Reserve to um, I think Surrey might have won there last year as well. I think comfortably in the end, but mm. Montrose will put up a competitive performance, but Surrey will just sneak over the line. I still think they're the second best team, but if Montrose win here, that could potentially change. We'll see though. I reckon we'll go with uh, Surrey Park for mine. Let's rip through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, I believe, of Division 3 for grading. We start... 
On Friday night, Walker Park, Mitchum, SBL Wolves, Teal, go with your tip, Wardy. Oh, it's it's going to be a scrap again Friday night footy. You love to see it, and it's great to have it out at the MCG of the East. But I th- oh, I'm not too sure who to tip here. Oh, I'm still going to back the Tigers at home, though. They'll be looking to bounce back. Basin Red and Warren Dyett. Well, Warren Dyett are on cloud nine at the moment. Can they keep the momentum <laughs> up against the Basin? Uh, it'll be hard, given it's also out at Batherham. So uh, I'm backing the Basin out there. That uh, Again, Warren Dyett are used to a small ground, but I think the Basin will exploit that and we'll get the victory. Moral Bark up against Baronia Gold out at Heights Reserve. Who wins? Uh, Moral Bark for me. Another Wadding and Kilsyth. Oh, I think the Cougars, even though they lost players last year during the off season, they don't deserve to be playing Division Three slash Division Three slash Four Footy. I think they're they're too good for that for it, and I think they'll get up comfortably. One well, Turner South and Fair Park. Oh, it's a bold call, but oh, I was thinking the bold call just for a second there. I think Fair Park though, although I will not be surprised if One Turner South do get up. Vermont Gold and Coldstream. Gee, this is an interesting matchup. This is a very interesting matchup. I'm back in Vermont Gold though. They've got so much talent that should be that could be playing Premier Division, and I think they'll get up here. Now this is going to be an interesting site. Yeah, we've been talking about the senior game at 4:45 out at Mulgrave. The Premier, the uh, grand final rematch between the Devs and the dogs but at 635 there's still one more game to come uh remarkable sides that's a big day out at mulgrave reserve down at garnet road it is literally a big day out it's like gather round on well (laughs) at one ground gather round from yes exactly it's what it was probably meant to be uh it's a bit like magic round in the nrl but with local footy um I mean, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think I, Devs for mine. I feel I'm back in the I'm back in the Devs as well to get the victory here and make it a a perfect two for two for the Devs. I'm not too sure about the the Mulgrave men's though coming up against the the Waverley boys, but I think they'll make it two from two the reserves and get the victory. So, Hordy, we spent two and a half hours last week talking about the entire season. I think we did pretty well this time, mate. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I reckon just under an hour, a bit quicker than than other than others as well. But it's been great doing this alongside you, taking a back seat this week. I'm a bit knackered after what was a, a, a what was a big day yesterday. We're recording on a Wednesday, the the day after Anzac Day. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a big couple of d- days, and uh, yeah, very much looking forward to this weekend again. If you're around the North Ringwood area, if you're around the local, if you're around the ground that's uh, that's that that has a game going on, get down to that, get down to and watch some really good women's women's footy. And if you and if you're unable to get to North Ringwood versus Knox out of Quamby Reserve, tune into the Eastland, not the Eastland, the Deakin University women's match of the match of the round out there at Quamby Reserve. It's going to be an absolute. Cl- Classic. It'll be on the EFNL's Facebook and YouTube 
pages and very much looking forward to it and keep an eye out for the other podcasts as well the weekend forecast and the weekend recovery as well we're going to head to the senior men's competitions and looking back at the senior men's competition ga- games that happened this week it's it, it's a it's a big season once again for the EFNL media team for the EFNL podcast presents channel and another big week and I'm very much looking forward to it JB Indeed we are. Thanks, Wardy. And indeed, you, the listener, for tuning in to week one of Deakin University Female Footy Focus. From John O'Venn and Josh Ward, until next time, it's bye for now.